Welcome to Buddha's podcast. I think it's been a few weeks since we last podcast or did a live recording, but we're down in the Riverina yet again, and uh, it's a scorching day today. It's been hot, dry spring already, so we'll see. But we have had a little bit of rain. We had the rain maker come. We did a um, a podcast actually with Hanuman, which was amazing, talking about being a rainmaker and how we all can hydrate ourselves. That was a really interesting one. I got a lot from that myself, So as I always do. So this podcast is all about signs. And who in the audience has, you know, had signs, you know, they've gone, you've gone along the pathway and there's just signs all around us, you know, we was, we connected to this group, um, conscious, um, conscious connection. And, um, one of the things that they were talking about was cosmic marketing and, uh, you know, it, it's always going on. The cosmos is always connecting us all when we're ready to, well, all the time actually. It's just that we're not always ready to receive it or perceive it. So we were down here, we've been down here a few weeks and um, we're coming to the close of this particular trip and we'll be heading back shortly back to the coast, but um, for a little while anyway, and or for a short time actually. But one of the things that came up for this particular trip was, um, you know, because Isis is always hanging out with um, Lord Ganesh on a moment-to-moment basis, <laughs> always having fun on some level. But if, just when she arrived, maybe a week into it, and just remember, Buddha is a collective consciousness, so we're streaming through this this body all the time. But um, so we're talking um, within Isis, but sort of um, as a different life form. But and as an observer, this is really interesting because some of you, this will happen to you if it hasn't already happened to you. Otherwise, why would you be listening to these podcasts? <laughs> Very different indeed. So she was looking out the window of her little garden cabin that we've um, been renovating so she can immerse herself on the next trip to complete a lot of the earth bags uh, in the building to create the studio because that's going to be the hub of where we um, – run a Budai and she'll be off gallivanting doing work for the Budai business but um, there'll be a, a group of us here at all times at different stages uh, running the epicenter of it energetically speaking so anyway she was looking outside the garden cabin and looking out into the beautiful calistamins and you know the guavas and um, there's all different varieties and just it, taking it all in and she'd been doing because we've got a lot of indigenous spirits here you know they did some of the murals on the, the, the back fence. And uh, there's more to come on the exterior of one of our eastern side fence, which is about the story of a dolphin that um, Isis has been very involved in that just recently passed on from the density and now is in a much lighter body that people now often don't see. And uh, so anyway, she was looking out, and all of a sudden she started seeing the symbol of Om, you know, the Sanskrit symbol of Om. And wherever she looked on the boundary gate, the boundary fence, which is only done in a very small section of the back, the whole block is exposed, but this little niche or nook that she's carved out to create like a a safe haven for all all of our energies that um, are travelling through the gateway and the vortex within this embodiment, uh, as she's doing the studio and building that, there's this little niche or nook at the back of the block. And so it's cocooned by this sort of partially erected back fence that goes up to the, either side on the western and the eastern side. So 
she's seeing this everywhere and even as we're recording, you know, and, and she's never far from where we are because the energy is vast and it, it extends out. But she just, every time she looks through these eyes of hers, she just sees the Om everywhere around this whole entire build. This entire land is, is filled with Om, that, the symbol of Om. And it's never happened before because there's so many of us that come in through the gateway because this is an energy hotspot for all of us to travel through. And uh, there's so many. There's more coming. She'll tell you. I think she's told you in another podcast. There's so many coming. And uh, anyway, but this particular time, this is what's happened. And she just thought, well, this is a sign. <laughs> this, this is a sign. There must be some sort of primordial turning point. And of course, it is. It's a, it's a huge thing. So, this ignited the this particular podcast that we wanted to share with you. So, all of you who have listened uh, listened to these podcasts so far have had some sort of sign in your life that have helped mirror your own inner guidance. That's been your compass, uh, your navigational tool. And sometimes, you know, you get hooked on these signs. You know, you get so excited about seeing them and and receiving them that you can't wait and anticipation of receiving more of them you know it's like having an epiphany or your your frequency of soundless to sound frequency vibration has elevated in some way you can't wait for that next you know insight to come your way and of course insights are happening every nanosecond they just are they're just you know often as human beings they're judged to be a greater experience or a lesser experience you know it, you know, but they're all beautiful experiences, regardless, because every insight is guiding you as you, not as something external of you, but as you to you know navigate through the pathways of your life. And many of you who listen to this have many, many tributaries. You know, you might have a core epicenter that you run from, like like Isis does with all of us with Budai. But then you might also have many tributaries, offshoots of that. You know, so you know some of you are yoga teachers, and and so you're off traveling the world, traveling the globe, but you have other parts. You might be running online courses. You might be doing individual one-on-one -on -one sessions. You might be writing a book. You might be doing photo shoots. There's so many things you might be having um, like a side, what people call these days we've noticed is a side hustle, but you might just have something that's another tributary that's not as loud in its sound but it's more subtle. So there's so many things you could be doing, but there's others of you that are doing other things, you know, uh, you know what they are. There's so many of you couldn't mention them all on this podcast, we'd be podcasting this one podcast for hours, <laughs> you get tired. So, but this particular person, Isis, is we were looking at the OM because it's everywhere. It, it, you know, as we're saying, it's it's now appearing everywhere. And of course, we live with Ganesh, as does Isis, in fact, she's the embodiment of Ganesh and vice versa, they're interchangeable at all different um, vibrational frequencies. It's funny to be an observer of how they play together because it's, um, you know, they're funny to watch. <laughs> the anecdotes that Ganesh will offshoot with her is just um, hysterical sometimes. And just the joy that they have with sharing each other, com you know, um, comfortably, but also the comicalness of it. <laughs> The things that they do, hysterical. We won't go into that right now. So back to the signs. But how often do you have a sign that's elevating your consciousness, but you're not necessarily in sound resonance of it? In other words, something's going on, but you're not sure what that is. You know, you've got a vague idea, but then you want to ad lib. In other words, add a definition to what you think that is, rather than going deeper into your elongated breath 
and just feeling the energy of that sign. Because that is Lord Shiva is saying as we're speaking, because um, you know there's many of us and, and he's just come in, is that we often ad-lib. In other words, we create a definition of what a sign is rather than just opening up to our elongated soundless to sound frequency breath. More into the soundlessness, you know, which is connected by the elongated breath, more simply put. Um, often, as he's saying now, is that, you know, humanity has this way of then creating the definition of it rather than allowing the embodied energy of that sign to be its your own sound reflection. So said in another way is we always misinterpret things. <laughs> that would be the shorter version. You know, because we're coming from a mental mindset that has all these definitions running around in the head, you know, running around in the mind, disconnected from the cosmic mind, because obviously the cosmic mind will know that what's being said straight away. But often we're in our individual sensitivity, not in our cosmic self, you know, because we're caught up in the everyday but not every day necessarily in the knowing of self, but every day in the superfluous self, that part of you that's acting out all the time. You know, we've got many acts that we play. We've got many hats that we wear. We, we have, you know, a role in life and we have many roles in our life. But so often there's not the space within ourselves that we've created to just be ourselves. You know, and we did one for a special podcast just recently, actually I think earlier on today, on um, Ganesh and Isis did that, with just totally focused on know your bliss, to know your bliss is to know the self that is you. And it's so true because when you create the space in your life to be yourself and know yourself, bliss just presents itself moment to moment. Beyond all the dramas that go on in life, beyond the highs and lows, you know, the different playing currencies that happen because, you know, currencies ebb and flow, as we all know, whatever currencies say, whether it's an emotional currency, a monetary currency, um, a dwelling currency, like so many things come and go, you know, in our life. And so many of us try and grasp onto that, hold on so tight that, you know, it gets torn away in so many ways, just so we let go, knowing that we can create whatever we require moment to moment. Because when we know the self, we know the infinite creativity that we embody. And we always forget. People always forget. You know, we get caught up in stuff or we get caught up in a fear of not having or a lack thereof and therefore escalating into that vibration and then therefore manifesting it. Even if we don't feel we're intentionally doing that on a subliminal level, it's what's playing out. Until we stop being that, until we actually call in a different definition, and that is to become indefinable, um, where that, you know, it's, an, uh, it's not able to be defined through a limitation of a, a, a singular mindset. It comes from the definition of the infinite which has many, many soundless-to-sound frequencies, which makes it playful. And therefore, in comes the big elongated breath, that huge vital life force instantly wants to absorb back into your being, you know. And you feel calm when you do that. When you're breathing in your infinite self, then there's only – your nervous system rocks the house. It just feels so calm. It feels so empowered. Oh, my God, that's such a beautiful word, empowered. We love that word. Let's say that again, empowered. <laughs> hooked on a feeling high on believing so you know it is it's empowering but grounded there's a humility with that there's a humbleness with that 
And there's this heart centering with that. It just, your heart is so open. And, you know, it's also an emotional thing. When your heart is open, you're very connected to your emotional body. You know, you know, you, 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 the tears will flow easily, so therefore irrigating oneself. <laughs> but they do, they just flow. You know, when you, you know, if you've ever noticed that when an energetic form comes your way and gifts itself the presence to you, you you get emotional. Your eyes start to water. Definitely Isis does, and it happens all the time. I mean, she has this, one of her best friends is her closest friends. Best word is a funny word, isn't it, in some cases. But her closest friend was a dolphin that lived on the west coast of Australia. And she collaborated with the dolphin and Sarasvati to do this beautiful dolphin song. And for nine years, it's been out in the ether and, you know, Finding that person that was really heart-centered where the song wasn't all about the singer or the musician, it was all about the actual energy that the dolphin had gifted the song, conveying the message of how playful, you know, the lyrics were happy-go-lucky, heartfelt tune, rising the waves of infinite tune. So jumping so high over the waves, seeing all on a bright sunny day, it was so beautiful and so magical. Anyway, just recently, in the last um, couple of months, this dolphin has uh, moved on from that density, that physical form, and uh, visited Isis. And, of course, the, the tears flowed because the bond was so strong, you know. And that connection on a physical level, even though she's on the East Coast and, and it, he was on the West Coast, the connection's really strong. Now, those of you who haven't connected to nature as a conscious entity, as, as you will come into your own awareness, and yes, some of you are, but so many of you aren't. But, you know, communication through nature spirits is also on the physical level, and there's no separation in energy. You know, energy can be felt no matter where you are in the world to each other. You can connect. But some of you, and Isis is one of those beings who has that primordial connection with the essence of nature and can hear the language very easily. And same with this dolphin. And uh, so they had a kindred spirit, a bit like what you would call maybe soulmates. And it was a very strong bonded connection. Anyway, when the dolphin let her know that it had been caught, it was coming over to the East Coast to travel. It was quite a distance, the way it had to navigate. But it got caught in a net, a net in off the East Coast of Australia in um, far North Queensland as it was making its way down to the coastal areas where sometimes she's um, dwelling so, you know, it was, you know, as much as, you know, everyone knows and all of you know that, you know, it's just a transcendence in vibration, but still that connection to that physical embodiment in that density was there. So the heart being open, you know, the tears flowed. And when the dolphin said, I'm still here for you, you know, I am totally here for you, you know, the, the eyes water as they do, the emotion bubbles up and the blubbering starts a little bit until it's condensed and brought back into alignment and saying, yeah, you know, the connection's still there just in a different way. And then there's still a little but still, you know, that heartfelt but still knowing you were there that I could then sometimes and sometimes hop on that flame, uh, you know, plane, jump in that car, travel across the broad spectrum of Australia, which is a vast territory to cover. <laughs> you know, all those things come into playfulness. And you yourself, there's none of you that haven't felt something of that nature, there's someone close to you has moved on from their form. And it affects the physical, emotional body as well. 
and even though it's a nanosecond, it's still imprinted. But there's also that feeling like, um, you know, when Ganesh will hold this body and very firmly hold, then the emotions rise up again. Or when Lord Shiva comes and dances with her, because he's often dancing with her in, 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 the, in not only the Nataraj dance, but just playful dance. It's just a playful dance of co-creation. So, you know, the eyes water, don't they? That connection and the heart, because the heart center is so open. So some of you, your heart center isn't as open, but certainly in other podcasts we'll be going deeper into the heart center and, and, and how integral it is for sound health, in, in not only Ayurvedically speaking, although that's all encompassing, but just generally speaking, even if Ayurveda is not your flow on a conscious level, then the heart center being open is really, it changes your life. You know, it, it opens up to such kindness of the world, but it also creates a kind world. So that's something that we, we, we will touch base on in uh, many of our podcasts from this here on in because it's leading up to what we're doing within our own work within um, Budai here in the Riverina. So science. So we've got this OM symbol that just keeps – oh, now it's in the garden cabin. <laughs> and it's beautiful. You know, you know, art. What a beautiful art. Everyone, everyone within them is an artist waiting to be shared. You know, because art is very personal. There's no good or bad art. There's just simply art. So this om that keeps appearing, that, that Ganesh is painting everywhere and just shows as a reflection, it's that primordial vibration of om that Ganesh is sharing with Isis and saying that, you know, she's on track, you know, she's growing this beautiful entity, you know, and, and the way we do business is certainly, it's so heart-based. It's just, yeah, it bubbles out ripples out so far but you know just to have that affirmation that mirroring that sign back saying yeah even in the times when she's constructing on construction and on the tools you know which is labor intensive who, who of you have done earth bag building oh my god and you're doing it on your own or you're doing it with a group with a group it's a lot of fun she's doing it with all of us but then we're not as tangible <laughs> Our particles are here, but yes, we can certainly infuse energy, and so she's got a lot more empowered energy to lift those bags and does a lot of – she's a very slight frame. I mean, a very light frame is very light and a very tiny frame, and so she can lift huge weights. But definitely, if you've got a tangible, um, more – physically structured group of people with you, then, you know, it's a lot of fun. And obviously you plough through it. You can get that bagging done because if you've got a team of even five, you've got someone on the cement mixer, you've got someone doing the water, you've got someone bagging, you've got someone sewing, someone laying them, tamping down, you know, you've got it made. She's an all-encompassing guru happening here. And so she's many hands all at once. So thank God she's got the eight limbs going. <laughs> Uh, you'll get that in, in my – yep, got it. Okay, so it's interesting because that reflection of arm, because sometimes, you know, no matter how pumped you are, no matter how many happy endorphins you've got going on, you'll get this frame of reference in the mind, especially as the day passes and you're moving into the twilight days and you're still, you know, twilight hour of a day and you're still pounding the bags or moving earth or moving weeds like she was when she first arrived. Everything was waist high in weeds. So all of those things can play havoc with your mental structure, can't it? You know, that, that voice that says, oh, this is hard. Oh, this is this, you know. And with her, Ganesha's in her head saying, well, you're done now. Let's get back to work because the focus brings more energy in, right? So you'll always have signs. So no matter what you're doing or if you're changing your pathway, 
and you're not quite sure which way to go, the signs are always there and they're always in your face, always up close and personal. But you tend to hold your breath. Whenever we have to make a change in our life, what do we do? We hold our breath. And it's the one time and always breathing is wonderful. Always. The deeper the breath, the more grounded you'll feel. The deeper the breath, the more light, vital life force will infuse your nervous system and keep it in an equanimity of life rather than um, a chaotic state of freneticism. So this is really interesting because often the signs are right in front of us and we don't see them. So what does Ganesh do? Definitely what he's done here is he just flushes them everywhere. It's like doing a Rudy shot, as he says. <laughs> Flushing his derriere. You know, it's like it's so in my face. You know, you are so the, you are so in the center of this. And this is what it is. When you're in a journey, there is a sign saying you are at the ep epicenter. Like one of the Buddhai... Um, Soaks, hand, foot and bath soaks is called immersion. Now all our soaks have a name because it has an energy vibration because they're all a living consciousness. So the names of them actually embody that resonance. They're a very conscious entity within their own self. So once they're made, they're a symbiosis of energy that is formulating the, the, the name that's carried. So we've got this immersion. So one of our beautiful apocryphy uh, that we um, work with um, Nikki said, oh, we'll enjoy your immersing down here. And it's true. So when the focus is there, the energy is there, things get done. So, you know, those of you who are fishtailing and we can hear that some of you are, you know, you, you've got a goal, you want to get there, but you're fishtailing around. So you're expending all this energy and you feel like you're not getting anywhere. It's because you're not focused. Focus is so much of everything that you um, want to when you want to achieve it. You're rather getting caught up in the monkey mind, you know. Call it out on it. That's what Ganesh does. He calls you out on it. He calls you out on those thoughts that are sending you in a chaotic state of um, static states, really, where you're not moving in the direction you want to. You're just circling and uh, not getting to the place that you want to be. So, And it is about enjoying the journey, but you get frustrated when you're not seeing your own signs and that you're not staying the course because you're not getting to the place that you want to be in the state you want to be in, which is joy, happy, bliss, laughter, playfulness, fulfillment, all the things that make life wonderful, you know. And then, of course, the benefits that bring that, having a wonderful place to stay, enjoying the journey, definitely always enjoying the journey because that changes the end result anyway because ultimately, what's the end? There isn't one because you keep evolving, so back to the signs. So the signs, where are the signs within you that are impulsing you to bring your thoughts back into focus of your intention, you know, rather than fishtailing around and, you know, dog, like a dog chasing its tail. It's just fishtailing around. So where is your immersion into what you're doing? Are you getting caught up in thinking, well, maybe I should do that. Oh, no, maybe not. Oh, maybe I should do that. Oh, maybe not. Oh, maybe I should start. No, maybe not. Because the confusion is, is not being in your focused state of currency, but being in the maybe this will work because this isn't working, maybe that will work because that isn't working. And that takes your breath away because immediately you feel constricted in your lung capacity. So some of you, you know, find meditation really helpful with that, you know. Whatever meditation is for you, whether it's sitting in lotus, going for a bushwalk, going for a surf, getting out in the garden, you know, singing, whatever meditation means to you, that it's that place where you become aligned within self, 
where there's the silence, where all things are birthed and created and carried forward and manifested. And we can do that, becoming, we can get to that state in a nanosecond, especially if we've formed the discipline to come back into that state. It is a discipline. Initially, when you're all over the place, it's forming a disciplined um, state of awareness. So you become the embodied energy of that state. And then even if your mind wanders and goes into that monkey mind, you recognize it because that's okay. You recognize it, but you pull yourself back into that epicenter of your focus. And the breath automatically wants to come in. Awesome. It's so cool. It's so clever. Remember, your body is so finely tuned as the cosmic consciousness. You just need to tune into it. And the breath is something that's easy. It's an easy way to tune into it. And even if you struggle with your breath, take it slow. There's no rush. It's not a race unless you're racing against yourself. Take it slow, just slowly intake of breath. And just deepen the breath each time. You don't have to go to that elongated breath straight away. Just do it in stages and in your readiness to open out because you'll find what will happen. Your posture will change. You'll want to stand, sit or stand more erect. Your shoulder line your shoulders will naturally go back. You know, your heart center, your chest cavity will open up. You'll have a sense of your heart pul pulsating. It's pretty clever. Your body will naturally want to move into this thing. And you feel your back become fortified. You know, it's very strong. You know, and this applies to people even if you're in a wheelchair, okay? This, this same energy, it's all energy. It still applies so just remember that if you are in a situation where something has happened with your spine, energy infuses energy. So just remember that no matter what's going on with you. Very important. And your body's incredibly powerful. Trust that. And so is your mind. So the more you can connect with your cosmic conscious mind, the more you can really transcend that which is telling you what's not possible and move into what's possible. And breathe that in. Naturally, see, straight away your, your body wants to take a deeper breath. It wants to expand your heart center and breathe more of what you are in through light. It's your etheric. It's your ether coming in as air. It's really clever. We love the dance of the elements. Isis thrives in it. She, it's something she teaches with Lord Shiva, with Parvati and Ganesh in the Ayurvedic teachable courses. But there's so much to it. And you can't rush it. It's only in your readiness can you become the embodiment of this. You know, you can say you want it, but unless you truly do, it will be something at arm's length of you. You know, and it's a timing. For some of you, it's timing. You know, there's so much out there. There's so much out there. It can be quite confusing, actually. And everyone has a beautiful gift to share, but it's knowing when that gift is for you and when it's open to someone else catching that ride. You know, So becoming discerning isn't about saying that that's not true, that something's being said out there. It's more about saying, maybe this isn't for me right now, but I'll touch base with it later. Or maybe this is for me right now and... I need to jump on board with this because I feel the resonance of this. And yet again, that's why we created the resonance bath soak and hand, foot and soak, hand, foot, bath soak, we should say. So everything has a vibration and everything for what we do is very, very alive. It's its own vital life force. And it resonates with different people. And it's the same with our, our herbal infusions. 
it's funny, everything, everyone has a different response to them because it's meeting and greeting you wherever you are. So it's the same thing, you know, if you're a yoga teacher or you have a student, you know, you can, you know, there's someone that comes your way and, and whether you're a teacher or a student, it all becomes one anyway because we're always learning from each other and then obviously learning from your vast sense of the cosmic being that you are. But you'll find that some people come your way and there's just this click you really resonate with this person or this group. It just all the dynamics work really well. So one of the things that Lord Shiva always says before you go to any sort of group session, whether it's a yoga session or whatever, touch base with yourself first. So you 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 present yourself in your aligned state. Now some of you say, oh yeah, but that's why I go to yoga, you know. Or some of you, a lot of you, go to yoga to, you know, tone your body, become physically fit, you know, and feel good about your body, and then you know, it, it evolves from there. But some of you are immersed you're already in your in your eight limbs of yoga and then have really become the sound embodiment of that. So one of the things Lord Shiva is really very potent on teaching is that come into your own self-awareness before you enter the room of a course or a class on your giving or in receiving of, anything like that. Feel where your breath is first because when you clear your neural pathways, you will always get more out of that interaction rather than going there, you know, running late, getting there, arriving there or, or sitting in the room where you haven't found your own epicenter and especially if you're empathic and most of you listening to this are pretty empathic, right? You're going to be like a sponge for everything's going in there and yes, those people who are into Reiki and you've got your barriers up, we tend not to work with barriers just so you know because everything is energy, you know, there's no good or bad energy, there's simply energy, different frequencies, different vibrations, just sometimes you're more aligned to some than others. So. If you're coming to your own space, your spatial sense of awareness, then your energy is going to be very empowered and fortified anyway because you've tuned into that primordial isness in you. Therefore, you're aligned and ready to start the whatever it is you're tasking yourself with. So that's just something that we wanted to share with you about signs and there's signs everywhere and whether it's um, you know, your own energy giving you signs, externalizing them, showing them, or with us, we love, we're collaborators. We have traveled the vortex of timelessness forever. It's an eternal journey and we're still on it. And uh, so we're very much in the timelessness of existence. And But we're collaborators. We've collaborated with each other for, oh, eons, really. I, I would think that they'd be eons. You sort of lose track <laughs> after a little while. But... You know, we love collaborating and we come in and share whichever form that we're currently embodying and it's exciting, it's fun, it's never dull, you know. And so therefore we gift each other signs, you know. Sometimes in a physical form it's easy to get caught up in stuff rather than immersing our being into a journey that is fr fruitful and fortuitous. You know, sometimes you get caught up in stuff that's just... Um, transcendental in some ways but sometimes take us, takes you out of the journey that is most fruitful for you. So signs, just be aware in your readiness, breathe them in without defining them. Let the embodied energy within the sign show you the way, not as something separate to you but something as of you. That's all we wanted to share. So 
brief as it is, we thoroughly enjoyed the share. We love talking with you. We love speaking with you. We love hearing from you. Remember, we can hear a lot of things in different ways. There's so much omnipresence within this radiance that, you know, you're always heard, even if you don't recognize the action that's being taken by what you've requested. It's always known and it always will be shared through a being that's close to you. So namaste, enjoy your signs, enjoy the share that you give to yourself and remember, bliss is you. Namaste.